Let's Get Down to Business is a production of Money Honey Media. All advice discussed in this production is general in nature and should not be applied to your personal circumstances without first consulting the advice of a tax professional. Welcome to Let's Get Down to Business with Joe McCauley. Today I've brought my son, Joel, who is also the producer of this podcast, into the studio to talk about the GameStop slash Reddit slash stock market manipulation that's been going on in the US. So I hope you enjoy the interview and let's get down to business. Welcome, Joel. Hello, everyone. <laughs> okay. So this week we've had a really crazy week on the US stock market and we've been watching these US elections and that's kind of taken all our attention, all of our attention. But there has been some weird stuff going on and those of you who understand the markets uh, probably kind of get what's happening, but a lot of people probably just ignore it. And I thought I would call in my favourite millennial. Uh, I can say that because your brother is not a millennial. <laughs> He's a different generation. To give us a little bit of an explanation about what's happening with the uh, GME stock, which is called GameStop. Is that correct, Joe? GameStop. And I, I can't just say I love the studio. I love who set it up. They've done an excellent job. Um, yeah, GameStop. It's Basically, it is the exact same company as EB Games here in Australia. They're called that in um, the US. And in the last few years, they haven't had exactly a great financial outlook with the way that video games have become more digital-based and less physical copies, in, especially in the US, with the new systems mostly having same-day digital, digital launches. And um, so their stock was valued quite low. It was about $10 to $20 in the last six months. And then as of right now, it's around 320 and it got hit a high of 347.51. So that's $327 per stock as opposed to $20 per stock. Yes. Right. So do you want me to explain what happened or do you want to explain what's happened? Well, let's start with what is a short. Okay. Right. Do you want to explain that or do you want me to explain that? I'll start with what I think it is and then you can say what you that it actually is. Okay. okay. So the way I've been taught or taught or I've read about it is that a short is basically when a hedge fund borrows a stock from someone who owns the stock and then they buy it or they predict that the stock will be worth so much amount, say $30 on Friday next week. And then if the stock is more than $30, they have to pay the extra amount on it. Where if it's less than $30, they get the profit from that. I don't quite know how they get a profit from that, but that's how it happens. Okay. Do you want the mum explanation? Yes. Okay. So in the financial markets, when you buy a stock, you're generally buying the stock with the anticipation that that stock is going to increase in value. So, you know, you go in and you buy um, whatever it is, Telstra, and you expect that Telstra is going to go up in value. And one day when you sell it, you hope to make some money on it. Now, as a individual investor or you know just a mum and dad investor as, as we're all called um we don't have the ability to do anything but buy our stock and then later on down the track we can sell it but hedge funds have these products that are available to them that we don't really have access to where effectively they can make the speculation that the stock is not going to increase in value but it's rather going to decrease in value and so rather than buy it with the intention of it going up they sell it before they've bought it. 
So that's why it's called short selling. So you're selling without actually owning that stock. Now, yes, Joel's kind of given an explanation that you go to another manager or fund manager to make that position, uh, which is you know effectively saying that I agree that I am going to sell that stock for, let's say I'm going to sell it for $20 with the anticipation that the GME price on that day might only be $18, in which case... I'm going to buy the stock for $18, sell it for $20, and I'm going to make a $2 profit on it. So that's what short selling is. It's, it's something that is not necessarily available to those of us who are on our ComSec accounts and you know, play, or even on our Robinhood accounts if you've got some of those and are playing the market with it. I'm assuming it's not on Robinhood. I, don't I think know. it might be, actually. It possibly <laughs> is. But generally, we tend not to take that position. We tend to take the position of buying a stock with the hope that it will go up. Okay? Okay. And then, so the other way I know about what short selling is is from the movie The Big Short. <laughs> yes. In which, but that was it doesn't really explain what a short is. It's more into what the CDOs and subprime mortgages. So it's a little bit different from what's happening here, I think. Yeah, it is. And that is talking about a global financial crisis. And that uh, is a great movie to watch if anyone is into the money market, just to understand it. Uh, it's It's got... A lot of information about how um, the what was happening was effectively to make securities the government in or the banks or whatever they are in the US were selling their debt and they would sell it and package it into securities and then they would package that into another security into another security that sounded like it was a really good security but on the back of that was a whole bunch of really crappy debt and they were their lending practices were pretty pretty abysmal so you could go in and have be unemployed and get a loan to buy a house having no ability to pay that back and so they kept on selling that stock um so the short part of it is probably not so relevant to this but i'm sure there was some short selling in there um which is what kind of caused yeah. everything to fall over in the, in the long term <laughs> so maybe just a bit back on the topic of here yes what's <laughs> happened is a subreddit called Wall Street Bets has found that a company called or a couple of companies have shorted GameStop stock and through the nostalgia of the fact that they loved going to GameStop when they were kids or younger as it were and buying games they've decided that they're going to basically I think the term is squeeze the stock where they've basically tried to buy enough of the stock to make it more and more expensive so that when the short action does come through, Melvin Capital, which is one of the big hedge funds that was involved in this, suddenly is left holding the bag. To, yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's just go back a bit. What's Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> Some of us listening are not millennials. Yeah. Okay. So Reddit is a <laughs> social media of sorts where... Unlike Facebook, which is all your friends in that you know in real life, Reddit is more based on interests. So on Reddit, I'm a member of the NRL subreddit, which mostly only talks about rugby league and specifically NRL. Like there is a Super League subreddit as well. And uh, so you get these hyper-focused areas in the internet where you can basically you're with people who 
care about the same things that you do and are very focused on those same things. Mm-hmm. So you'll get things like this where Wall Street bets, where Wall Street bets were started several years ago um, as a just a sort of a website or a click for people to go and just talk about the trades they were making. And then following the release of Robinhood, the trading app, which was a no brokerage um, app, it exploded into people basically taking like $5,000 and just spending it on anything Mm. for fun. So I think also um, not only – I was sort of talking about this before with Joel. When I was in my 20s, I was very interested in the stock market, but first of all, I had no money to put into it. But secondly, we had no information back then. So if I wanted to invest in stocks, I would have had to find a broker and I would have had to get that broker to actually make that trade for me, which – was a much more difficult step than downloading an app and attaching your bank account to it and being able to trade on your phone because we didn't have phones that were mobile phones back in those days. We also didn't have trading um, platforms even like Comsec or, or any of that sort of stuff that, that are, you know, that us Generation X people were probably used to using. So there's a lot more availability to trading and I think particularly with the pandemic, with people sitting at home, um, it became a little bit of a thing to do. Uh, if you had a little bit of spare money, you would start playing the stock market. And so it's great to see that our young people are into stocks, but it is also a little scary when you hear about what's happened here. Well, the other thing that contributed to it actually was a bunch of Bitcoin speculators who were suddenly cashed up because of Bitcoin jumping have also been part of this Wall Street bets, and that's where a lot of the money's come from as well. Okay, so Bitcoin, not around when I was a kid, (laughs) (laughs) clearly. And that's a whole other topic, trying to explain Bitcoin, because it does blow your mind a little bit. But, um, yeah, so there is definitely money to be made if you kind of know what you're doing. But like anything, this is all speculation. And so, yes, if you were a Wall Street bets person and on the right side of the trades, you probably could make a hell of a lot of money, which is a scary thing. But I'm not suggesting anyone go out there. And I just want to point out that we are not giving you any advice to go and join any of these things here. We are merely trying to explain what's happened. So what's the next part we're going to talk about? What has happened? How did it work? Do you want me to explain that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So what Joel mentioned was that if you start, if a lot of people start buying the stock, the price goes up. And that's basic economics, supply and demand. So if the price, if you, just in anything, if you've got people who want to buy something and it's in short supply, the price is going to go up. And that is definitely how the whole stock market works. So suddenly when you have all these uh, young or not so young, I'm not really sure who the people are on uh, Wall Street bets all backing the same stock at the same time and wanting to buy it, the price is going to go up. So while, um, is it Mer- Mervyn? Melvin, Melvin, um, the hedge fund had taken a short position expecting the price to go down so they could make their profit. All of these people backed the stock, the price started to go up and it went up incredible amounts. So it's gone up to over $300 a share, um, making that obviously that Melvin cannot sell out of its short position in a profit. In fact, they're going to like lose billions of dollars and that is exactly what happened do we know how much they lost it they didn't actually tell you did yeah they? it's undisclosed amount but it's speculated to be in the billions yeah 
So, and, you know, the, a lot of the people are saying, yeah, good, we've stuck it, stuck it to the boomers and, uh, you know, us young millennials can, can play the market. And, you know, they're probably right, but I think we need to be mindful of the fact that the boomers are the people who possibly funded them in the first place. I don't think it's so much <laughs> that they're saying we've stuck it to the boomers. It's more that we've stuck it to the hedge fund managers, the people who, with the 1%. More than like a class, like it's not a generational thing, it's more of a class based thing. Yeah, okay, okay. And again, like we're just talking here, so this is kind of fun that we can have our different opinions. Um, so yeah, they might be the 1%, but the 1% is also like when you start to think about it, when it start, if you start playing with the stock market, it nearly all of us have some sort of investments in the stock market, whether we even know it or not. Uh, so our superannuation is generally invested in the stock market. And if there's things like this happening, yes, it might be one hedge fund that seems to be in trouble right now, but I think it's the longer term, what can they possibly do and how do they regulate this? That's probably more of a concern to me. Well, it's also, it's not... So there's a hedge fund in Wall Street called BlackRock and they were the major stockholder of GameStop and so they are doing tremendously at the moment. <laughs> okay, well, maybe if you have BlackRock's shares, great. But I'm actually looking at it. It has gone down, so I'm going to say something's happened there. Let me yeah. look at it. Okay, so while, like what um, I think there's a lot of speculation about at the moment is what are they going to do to regulate this sort of thing? And uh, there's been certain people in the US um, government who've sort of suggested that this is impossible, we can't be allowing this to happen. And then there's others who are saying, well, it's a free market and who, do, who are we to say that this can't happen? And I guess this comes back to me thinking about my economics days and, and how we used to, like, the thing we learned about economics is that um, in the markets are, there's are basically meant to be free markets and the information that we get informs how we react to things. So, you know, effectively the price of the share should be based on the underlying value of the asset. Now, the current value or the prior value of um, GameStop was... 200 million in April last year. Uh, during this week, it went to 25 billion or in excess of that. Clearly, it's not worth $25 billion. So it starts to make you wonder okay, we're not now making our decisions based on value, we're making them based on some other force. It's not insider trading though. So insider trading is illegal. If you act on something that you know, that's happened to that company that is not regularly available to other people. So, for example, if you were an executive of Game Shop, GameStop, <laughs> sorry, GameStop, and you knew that there was some big deal happening and you were trading on that, that's insider trading. But this isn't insider trading. I don't know what it is. That's why it's quite interesting. Well, so many people are calling it market manipulation. Okay. Market manipulation. Say it twice, so. Market manipulation. Yeah. And so there's also the question now is that is what the relatives have done different to what hedge fund managers do already? And that's a bit cloudy too. And so there are now talks about the SEC coming in regulating more of this, but specifically they're only talking about regulating it on the mum and dad side, not mm. so much the hedge fund manager side, which... 
is a cause for concern on both sides of the Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. With both Ted Cruz and AOC coming out against that. Yeah. And look, that makes perfect sense because we all know that the, I mean, if you go and watch Big Short, for example, you will see that the investment banks and the hedge funds are not, you know, the innocent players here either. Like, they're, that's what they've been doing all along to make money. So, is it ethically correct what they're doing? Probably not. Is it ethically correct what's happening with the um, Wall Street bets? Probably not. But I have no idea what the solution is to that. And I'm sure you don't either, Joel, or do you? No. I- <laughs> I don't. Um, it it's a very complicated issue for several reasons. It it's hard to be on the side of Wall Street for anything, and I'm not in this case at all. I think they deserve to lose a lot of money for what they've done in let's say 2008. So this does feel like a bit, and also with the news stories coming out that billionaires made trillions of dollars during the pandemic while hundreds and millions of people have been unemployed it is a good story to see that all these hedge fund managers are losing billions mm. fair enough <laughs> okay so i guess the whole point of this was to try and explain what it what was happening with this a um, couple of fun things out of it was that uh, there's a stock in australia called gme that's a resource stock and it went up I think 60% or something in one day because they, some people accidentally thought that was this GME stock. So it had a windfall gain for a momentary amount of time. Uh, in Australia, we have the ability to put our stocks uh, on hold. So we, the, the stock market can, the share, the Australian share market can actually put a halt to trading. And that's what happened in that case. Um, but yeah, so in Australia, it, there has been talk that there uh, there is apparently an ASX bets um, Reddit page, and they have indicated there may be a few stocks that they might try and do this. But I think our market possibly has a few more protections to it to stop this from happening. But with the Robin Hood app and and the fact that we you know effectively can trade the share market anywhere now. So. Yeah, the Robin Hood app is actually quite an interesting story because it the app was intended and the company was intended to go public very soon. And so a lot of people are seeing the reaction by Robin Hood to at first stop trading on GameStop stock, GMA, and then also to force people to sell it. Um, that's now being rescinded. It's like they, you can buy GameStop stopping out. I just don't think it's you. There's a limit to how much you can buy. But Robinhood are owned, or they're not owned, they commissioned through a fund called Citadel, who recently just gave $2 billion to Melvin after the GameStop stock started happening. The game stocks um, <laughs> began. And so a lot of people have been calling out corruption. There's already several... For, um, Plus action lawsuits, is that it? Like yep. mental blank, yep. <laughs> um, and along with that, you've got other some other stocks that started to shoot up was AMC, which is a theater company in the US. They were the next were one of the stocks proposed by Wall Street Bets as being the next target. So AMC television went up as well as AMC theaters, which 
AMC is the company that makes Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> See, it's very geeky, this, isn't it? This is like geek heaven, all of these stocks that they're, they're betting on. So I guess from my point of view as a uh, person who is a little older and has seen the market in different ways, um, I guess what this highlights to me is just don't underestimate the power of the millennials. Like they're pretty smart. They know how to do things and they know how to bring a call to action. Uh, and that's clearly what's happened here. So, uh, yeah, that's that's probably what I get out of this. I'm also very mindful that the markets are going to be a little bit unstable at the moment. So if you're in the stock market, just keep an eye on it. And uh, I'm not suggesting you buy, sell or do anything, but I think it's probably an interesting area to keep an eye on for the next few months. Looks like Joel's got something else yep. he wants to add. Sorry, this is another thing that came up. And I couldn't remember the billionaire's name. So Bill Ackman, who was a hedge fund billionaire, who when COVID started to kick off earlier in January last year, he went on to... Okay, so he began arranging for his firm's 50 employees to abandon their midtown Manhattan offices, which is whatever. Sorry, I'm just quickly reading quickly. this article. <laughs> he went on to CNBC around noontime to elaborate. If hell is coming, shut it down, there is tsunami coming. He recommended that the borders closed and that call a national spring break to Trump to call a national spring break and have the government pay wages, everything like that. They didn't, he obviously didn't, but he went on to TV to say this. And then after it, he, um, went and sold stocks in Hilton and uh, other companies like that with hotel companies and airline companies, which then plunged in the market. So you have to ask what Ackman did. How is that different from what Wall Street Bets did? Yeah. So he went on and gave some information to give, to make a panic so that the stocks would be... I'm assuming he was a short seller, was he? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so he probably short sold those stocks, went on on CNN or CNBC. CNBC. And commented about how everything's going to go to crap and made the panic that people would sell, which is exactly what manipulating the market's all about. I tell you what, another movie to watch if ever, what was that? One that had Eddie Murphy. Trading places. Trading places is very simplistic, but it's still the same sort of thing, like how to manipulate a market. Um, it's quite interesting how you can do that. And I think this is the first time I've ever seen it happen en masse, but it's uh, it's definitely interesting times. Um, if we're just going to say financial movies, another good one is Margin Call. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That's about the, finan- the global financial crisis. It stars Jeremy Irons. Okay. Um, that's also very good. Okay. And I do also like The Laundromat, which is, again... I told you to watch that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and it's about um, laundering money, so... That was the Panama Papers. That's the Panama Papers. That's right. So, all right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, we're trying to give people some simplistic knowledge about something that's really complicated here. Hopefully, we've provided some information to you that will, um, you know, 
let you at least understand a bit about what's going on. It's complicated stuff. We're not asking you to join in in the process or anything like that, but just to keep an eye on what's going on and feel like you understand when they're talking about it on the news. So thanks. Thank you for having me, Joe. No worries. Thanks, Joe.